Welcome to the Optimal Mindset. I'm your host, Johnny Taylor. I started this show because I am fascinated by human capabilities and performance. Why is it that certain people reach their potential and how does their mindset help them to succeed? I want to understand what are the tools, tactics and strategies high achievers use to optimize their mind and achieve greatness. In these episodes, we'll be speaking to some of my personal idols from sports and performance to discover the definition of an optimal mindset and how we can train our own minds to achieve our biggest dreams. Please follow the show on Instagram and be sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts so we can share out the inspiring messages within each episode with a wider audience. Remember, train your mind, optimize your life. All right, welcome to the show. Today's guest is fitness extraordinaire Ben Davy. Thanks for joining us today, Ben. We really appreciate it. It's good to it's good to join the podcast. Really excited to chat, mate. So Ben is a personal trainer, a movement specialist, and a run coach who runs his own YouTube fitness channel. He has worked alongside the body coach Joe Wicks, and more recently, creating content with Deliciously Ella. His empowering mindset and love for movement and running make him an incredible guest for the show, and I'm so grateful that he's here to share his wisdom. So could you uh, give us some background into your journey into fitness and kind of what led you to become a run coach and a movement specialist? So I think I, when I left school, I always wanted to kind of help other people. And that's when I decided to become a personal trainer um, around about, so I'm 33 now. So around about, uh, you know, obviously after school, I started and then became a trainer about 21. And then it just evolved from there. I worked as a PT at a health club in the uk and then um built up all of my you know my experience there worked overseas for a few years and then that's when i came back i got the role working with joe at the body coach and that's that's a that was a really great opportunity for me because it allowed me to help me to build my own platform and uh online a bit of an online presence if you like and then um since then i've kind of evolved and and changed what how i work i guess a bit more of an intuitive approach uh trying to make it for everyone so i work with a lot of disabilities and you know disabled brain brain injuries and um most recently cold war immersion workshops i deliver as well awesome those are all things that we're going to dive into but i'm just really kind of super inspiring and kind of following on instagram and you know checking out your posts and stuff is has been really great to see i kind of love how you refer to movement as medicine why why do you think movement's so important I think for me, like it's whenever you can use it as a tool for any time of day. Like, you know, I think people get stuck in a rut sometimes. Maybe they're, you know, whatever their role is, their job is, they're in a mindset where they, they can't shift the, the fuzz, if you like. But movement is a is an amazing, incredible tool. It doesn't have to be like a 5, 10K rut. It could be just some spinal movement, you know, from the desk or some breathing. You know, it's all interlinked and it's all going to have a, for me, the, a positive effect on overall well-being. Yeah, I think, and I think sometimes like human beings, we think that like in order to do a movement, we have to like run a race or we have to like, you know, compete in a marathon or something, but actually like just for the benefits of our health, right? Just getting up and doing, you know, yeah. a bit of spinal movement or breathing is, is really beneficial, right? Um, you mentioned there about mindset, which is obviously kind of the the theme of this podcast. So, what do you think the relationship between movement and mindset is? I often use movement to help my mindset. Uh, it's kind of like linked together, right? So, if I need need a pick up, like I mean, I went for a buggy run an hour ago with my daughter. Um, 
just to get out, get some running done, feel good, and it give me some energy to to, and also clarity to speak to you. You know, you I would need you feel good when you're when you've done that. I've got some now. I'm feeling good in my body. My mindset is that is is positive, um, and the movement is always the tool that helps that for me. Ah, oh, that's so cool. How old was your daughter, by the way? He's, he's two years old. Yeah, so she's just got to check up now. Yeah. <laughs> that's a fun age that's a fun age i bet you're not getting much sleep <laughs> yes yeah she's all right she's all right she goes <laughs> and tends to go to sleep quite late and then so um but yeah it's an amazing age definitely uh, that's so cool um so you mentioned that you write with joe wicks um who is obviously the founder of the body coach and kind of is kind of a frontier for like youtube and, and kind of fitness and i know obviously you've got your own channel but what were some of the the biggest things that you learned from working with with Joe Wicks in terms of content or like just like life lessons in general? I think the the biggest thing that I remember him saying Joe saying to me was uh when I was working to, you know, build up my online staff and help other people was to focus on the um, the depth of your engagement over the whip. Meaning, you know, if you it doesn't matter if you have a hundred people following your you know, a hundred thousand people. If 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 of a hundred thousand people you have three people that love your content, whereas of a hundred people you have thirty three people, you're better off having a hundred people, you know. So just focusing on the individual people that are really engaged with you and what you're doing, that that they're the most important people. That's one really thing that I took away from me because I really try and use that when I connect with people online and, and have genuine interactions and um try and connect on a deeper level than than what social media is very you know it's quite superficial i guess you know you try and connect with people i love it i think it's great but you have to dosage isn't it you have to like step back sometimes from it and take a break hmm. so more kind of like rather than just trying to get mass production of like everyone following you try and actually cultivate like human connection with the people that you work with yeah yeah exactly i think i'd like to try and just add value to people and if people follow me that i'm not adding value i'd rather not have them following me you know they you want people that are uh engaged with what you're doing um but yeah like you know that was i think the main thing but it was an amazing time working with joe and like i said it built up my following and i've had some amazing experiences um working there uh i think i was one of the first trainers that was on his youtube channel that, that wasn't him um which was a, a real privilege that he trusted in me to go and connect with his audience you know there was millions of people that you know he put me out there on a live video and it was it was good for me to a elevate me but also um build your confidence up and know that you can do like that's right out of my comfort zone you know thrown in at the deep end um so it was good it was a great time were you when you were on camera and stuff for the first time were you really nervous how did you feel so, so, so what happened was i think it was because i was we were doing a um a january boot camp basically so it was in his office he was doing live sessions and i was kind of like helping a little bit with the fitness like content and just being around and stuff like that so i got in early and he was doing it and i was kind of like just watching it on the laptop out outside the gym and he was like, oh, Ben, Ben, like, you're here. Why don't you come in? Like, he shouted out and he said, come in. So I did a little bit of a session with me. And then he was like, oh, do you want, I'm away next week. Do you want to cover me um, whilst I'm away? And that, that was it, really. That was, I think that was probably the best way to 
have it because I didn't get the chance to like overthink it. And then suddenly I'd done the first bit of being live on his thing. And then I was just a lot more relaxed going into the second time. And, um, and those things just, you build yourself up and, um, you gain so much experience from doing something like that and, and able to, you know, have tools for life, like talking to camera and stuff like that. Um, you know, I always say to people, like younger people, perhaps, like they're really useful skills that you can use in life now in whatever it is, you know. And I think um, there's a lot of takeaways I got got from there. Yeah. That's so cool. Yeah. And I mean, well, my, my buddy who's here, and this kind of sounds like his kind of messages, he said the hardest part of doing a runner or doing a race is actually just like lacing up your shoes and just getting started. And that sounds kind of similar to you, right? Just sometimes you just got to throw yeah. yourself in and... and 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 figure things out right yeah yeah that that's literally like that's something i probably live by like i've started the cold water immersion i've done breathwork training but i think the main and some other a lot of skills like yoga and stuff like that they were, are useful my missus is also um, a yoga 200 hour teacher but the main thing with cold water immersion and getting people in is is having empathy with people but like i've done it for three and a half months now we're growing and learning every time and i'm looking at different things that we can do but it's just from throwing myself out there and trying it, it might have been a complete flop but you know you have to if you don't take a, a, a chance on something then you don't for me you don't you don't live a fulfilled life if you stay without getting yourself out of your comfort zone and challenging yourself you know like yourself you know you're putting yourself out there with a podcast like that's a big thing right like you know yeah and and like I, I had no idea that people would respond when I messaged them to come on the podcast. I had no idea anyone would listen, right? And it's still early stages, but like you know, sometimes like you said, yeah, you just got to throw yourself out there, and and you never know what what can have, what can come from it, right? Yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. Awesome. And we're going to dive back into Cold War immersion later because that's also something that I am super fascinated with. Um, but I know you do a lot of work with Deliciously Ella. And I love her kind of holistic approach. I know she's got like the breath work. I know she's got like meditations. I know she's got um, like the diet and nutrition stuff. Um, what led you to kind of feel compelled to work with with her? Um, I think thinking I, I, I've always done the YouTube. And actually, funnily enough, in lockdown, I didn't really focus on my own YouTube. I was focused on the company I was working for to build their stuff up, which didn't allow me to do my own, which was fine. Like I, you know, we built that up. And I never really got back on it. And I still mean to get back on my YouTube because I do love doing that. Um, and working with, they based Deliciously Ellen's team reached out to me on Instagram. And um, it was just a, a perfect opportunity because it allows me to try and work with a different range of people and, you know, um, get some produ produced videos online. So, and I love the brand and the ethos and everything like you just said, you know, it was a, it, it the, th the biggest thing for me, I think, with Delicious Ziella is the the price point because it's so so accessible, and that's what I try and make my fitness content really accessible, like free content YouTube, and the price is two pound ninety nine a month, which is, you know, even for some people, that's not that's not accessible, like you know, in this day and like in this situation we're in, but it's, it's super accessible versus a lot of the stuff out there. Um, and actually, when I speak to other trainers, there's two sides to it, I guess, because they're some people say, "Oh, they're killing me off because I produce yoga, yoga, and it's I, you go there, it's two ninety nine. I'm trying to get make a living, and I'm, I kind of get that side. But for me, the more important thing was to make it accessible for people. Um, 
and that price point and the like you say the ethos of the company and what they stand for uh, i really loved as well so um yeah that's been really enjoyable too cool and what are you what's your role currently with them are you i know you're producing some some content what are you currently are you still working with them right now yeah so i normally get a film a day every few months we do a filming day so i've done a load of live live workouts in january as well we've spoken about other bits like audio run programs and and stuff like that but the, the main thing with delicious the ella is it's a plant-based you know nutritional um company so the fitness stuff is a bit bit of a side burner like so it's never at the forefront so but maybe like in time they'll look to build up a bit more and grow it a bit more and do a bit more on, on delicious on the on the actual social um so yeah it's like a bit a bit, a bit um but you know every every so often we do some filming and but go in the office and like you know and stuff like that cool and i really do and i'm sure many people do as well i really do appreciate what you said earlier about helping people to be you know fitness to be accessible because you're right like a lot of people see fitness as this like overwhelming expensive you know you need all the fancy gyms and the fancy trainers right but i think that's probably not beneficial to the 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 majority right that's you know the very few that can afford that yeah exactly yeah no it doesn't it really doesn't have to be and you just have to break it down i think a lot of there's some incredible people on um online and stuff that share some amazing thing that i i'm fascinated by but sometimes people overcomplicate it as well and it's like just just strip it right back strip it right back give them give them the wide tell them about an exercise give them something to do or engage with without everything scientific you know um yeah i love it i love it that actually leads to my next question so um what advice because i know you do a lot of work as a run coach what advice would you give someone that wants to start maybe like a a 5k plan or wants to build up to some training but is a little bit nervous or or doesn't really know where to start what what advice would you give that person i think just just um i would i would say just commit to a 30 minute walk and, you know, within that walk, maybe you can do a, a 30 seconds of running. And if you've done that, that's a, that's a bit of a win. You know, you make a win. So the, the, obviously the couch, the 5K programs, they're like, they're incredible because they build you up gradually to get there. And I would highly recommend those. But if you don't want that, you know, regimented structure and you just want to try, like just go out and commit to a couple of moments of running, you know, 10 seconds of running or 30 seconds of running or something that's doable for your body that you will enjoy don't force yourself to go and do i'll go and do 3k run like i'm gonna walk and then i'm gonna run as far as i can and like, forget that just go out for a walk and the running is an addiction if you can commit get any of that done that's such good advice and i think sometimes like i like the you know the media and like you know like the motivational kind of mindset people like although that is good the fact that they mention you know like hustle and like grind and like you know work as hard as you can but sometimes you just need to like yeah like you said do one minute or like do 30 seconds and 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 start somewhere yeah exactly it's about starting somewhere and it's about building an enjoyment most importantly that's what i say to people when they want to get to running build an enjoyment and the way that you will build an enjoyment is by not pushing yourself to the limit the limit being running as far as you can like i would never run as far as i can because i'd be you know that would just be like you just don't know you train your body to run at like 5 10k i'm comfortable to run out i wouldn't go out tomorrow and i'm going to just run for 20 30k because i'm not in the shape 
in the condition to do that at the moment you know so just just enjoy it is the most important thing so it's, it's a it's a it's a mm. it's a, a celebration the running should be like so many people can't run actually physically aren't able to run so it should be something that we really appreciate and and uh yeah grateful for doing that's such a cool mindset yeah like this idea of gratitude and and yeah thinking about that some people like you said maybe can't run and it's actually like something that we have the opportunity and we should be think about it in a grateful mindset right yeah definitely and the, the minute you try and switch it around and think like that or even watch things watch people that can't actually run or you know or 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 break barriers to be able to run there's a guy i follow i, I can't remember what his name is he's a spanish guy and he's he has a disability i'm not 100 sure what it is but he's he's done like marathons and you know that and he, he he's able to he's persevered he's stuck with it and he's he's doing it um but but yeah some many people can't so it's a blessing definitely on that note, do you think that there's a, a balance between like finding joy in exercise and like, you know, being grateful for exercising, but also challenging yourself and, and looking to grow? Like, how do you, how do you balance those two things? Um, I think first of all, if someone's brand new to exercise, it's hundred percent about the, the joy, uh, the joy of, and feeling of doing it. And then I think in time of, of that joy of doing it and feeling good in your own body, that's the opportunity to set a goal and set something to focus on rather than like going from straight away brand new to like I, I want to really go five times a week to the gym whatever it may be maybe it's like you're brand new I want to do a little dance class like once or twice a week okay I've enjoyed that maybe I'll get a bit of strength in in a few weeks just, just fitness is about breaking down breaking it down like strategically and thinking like that kind of approach um but I think there should be a balance between enjoyment and, and yeah, and some focused activity. But the main thing is enjoyment. Mm. And if you look at like little kids, right? Like especially, you know, the first thing that you want. I'm sure you want this for your daughter, is it? Yeah, yeah. I'm sure you just want her to go out and whatever activity she does, she just enjoys movement, whether it's swimming, running, gymnastics, whatever it is. You'd probably just think, as long as she's having fun, that's objection number one. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, no, whatever she likes to do. Yeah, you, you see, I'd like to think that we'll see it in her. I guess that's how it works. Like you see what she likes and, um, you know, um, but yeah, I think it, it's important. I think now, like you see parents that kind of like push them down a direction and, or, you know, if they're good at something, maybe they're not, maybe they don't enjoy it, but then because they're good at it, they're kind of like pushed in that direction. And yeah, it's interesting how it all pans out. <laughs> That's super interesting, yeah. Um, so let's talk about ice baths. Um, so how did you discover this, and kind of what was your first experience like of of ice baths? Actually, I think it was when I remember my mum used to do cold showers when I was growing up, and I remember that quite well, really well, to be fair. And then um, I started to understand why she did it for the feeling that he gave her to to feel alert and alive. And then I um, I was fascinated by, by elite performance recovery football clubs using them, stuff like that. I love watching YouTube or, you know, all of that sort of stuff. And I think when I was training for my first marathon in 2011, 
I started to use a recycling wheelie bin to do like cold water immersion after it. And again, like felt amazing. Like it was awesome. And then, yeah, continued on that journey. And then it was only, I guess, it's become a lot more accessible in the last few years because there's been, there's, there's you know, the, the portable ice tubs that people get and everyone, a lot of people use them, which I love. I think it's great that it's that accessible and people benefiting from it. So a few months ago, come uh, January time, I started, I went freelance. I was, I was speaking to Nuffield Health um, about helping them innovate a little bit within their health club. And I said, oh, I'd love to do a cold water immersion workshop. Would you be interested in it? Like I've got a company we can get some tubs from. And at the time they didn't have any budget to get the tubs. And I just thought, why don't I buy the tubs and then like just like start reaching out or you know use my connections to offer a workshop or because i feel i can deliver a good workshop that will help people to empower from what i've learned so we started with that at nuffield then we just yeah created a a little small business i guess um and it's been really relentlessly busy for three and a half months since we started now which has been amazing Um, but it's just learning every time and like but for me, the Cold War immersion is something that can, I genuinely believe it can change people's lives, like for the better, can be a really good addition to people's lives. Um, but scientifically, it can help with, you know, inflammation, immune health, which two things that if you get a disease, you know, it's, they're going to be really important. Um, yeah, I look after, so yeah. What are some of, I mean, I know there's a lot of hormones released and a lot of like um, endorphins. Um, what are some of the benefits of uh, like the physiological benefits? I know you mentioned inflammation there, but what are some of the benefits of cold water immersion that you could share? Um, so yeah, like in- inflammation in the body helps reduce that uh, recovery, muscle recovery. Um, and then yeah, immune health, it's good for your immune system. Um, but for me, I like to talk about getting out of that comfort zone and challenging themselves telling yourself i get in doing that because i think in life people can easily stay in their comfort zone so it's, it's a real um humbling experience where you can see people go on a journey when they do our workshops you see the face at the start and then it's our job to have empathy and understand them and kind of get r- rid of any nerves and make sure they're comfortable um and then yeah the feeling the endorphins that you would you'd get afterwards um is for me another really important benefit mental health so i think the reason for me will stick around is the feeling like guy when you go to a spin class obviously it's it's very popular cold water immersion at the moment but i believe it will stay around because of the feeling and that's what sticks when you go to a spin class for example or running you get an amazing feeling for doing it it's the same with with doing the cold I love. I was going to mention that if you didn't, but I love the fact you talked about like when you watch videos and stuff. A lot of them focus on like the physiological benefits, like the yeah. adaptations. But but they are, this idea of doing something that's like hard and doing something that's challenging in the morning or whenever you, whenever you start the day, you then go to your job or you then go on to looking after your kids. Your mindset is going to be completely different, right? If you've overcome something so challenging in the morning, right? Yes, exactly. Under percent, it starts it. That- starts the day the right way like i was in there this morning I, went, I normally go in first thing without having to like over not overthink it in this it's it's summer right now so it's the perfect time to go in because the temperature is cooler in the winter i'll need to 
you know, prepare myself to do it a bit more than I do now. I can just basically just go in fine. Whereas in the winter, you need to be, be doing some prep. Um, but it's a habit I want to, I want to sustain because I started doing it first thing in the morning, only like a couple of about three or four weeks ago. And I quite often would do it in, as a reset in the afternoon and evening, but doing it in the morning, it's been a really great way to start the day. So the challenge now is doing it all year round, first thing in the morning at like 5 a.m. That's the challenge I want to try and commit to. Mate, that's yeah. a very good challenge. I love it. And I, I'll be back in the UK next summer. So I'll, I'll come to one of your, uh, I'll yeah. put myself into one of your ice bath workshops and we'll get in the ice. Yeah, <laughs> that'll be awesome. awesome. <laughs> It'll be great to have you, dude. It'll be awesome to have you. <laughs> so um, we're kind of now going to dive into some questions that I ask all my guests. Um, so what do you think is, and I think about this a lot, what do you think is your purpose or your why behind all of the incredible stuff with fitness, you know, accessibility, ice baths? Like, what do you think is your why behind this? So that's quite a deep question. I think I put you on the yeah. spot there. No, 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 not at all. I think for me, it's, it's, it's really simple just to help other people, like to have a positive purpose and impact on other people. And that's the only reason really um yeah i like to work with loads of different people from elite athletes that having disabilities that just basically have a positive impact on their day like you know um i think that's that that's it <laughs> is that but too basic <laughs> no no that's a great definition i love that and i know during during lockdown um you you work with some schools um yeah you kind of went in what was that experience like because that might link to what you talked about just then about your why what was that experience going in and doing some fitness yeah. schools yeah that no, was good you know that all started from uh yeah the lockdown a lady i think a lady messaged me as well and she said she had an autistic child a boy teenager and he couldn't keep up with the mainstream workouts but then he knew if someone was delivering a workout that was designed for asd or autistic children so I started to research autism and then I started to do some YouTube children's workouts, but that was amazing. And then I've, since then I've been working in a lot of schools and, um, that's, that's a real purposeful thing. You try and inspire the next generation to use the tools that I've learned along the way. That's the goal with that. Mm, and I really like the fact that you've, you've kind of always, you're always kind of growing, right? Like you're always expanding, like you've gone into ice baths now. I just kind of really appreciate the fact that you've almost like diversed and, and you're always looking to grow and, and share your knowledge with everyone. So that's something that I really appreciate just from this conversation, man. Yeah, no, it's, um, for me, it's important to keep trying and testing yourself and doing new, new things. And sometimes they work and sometimes they won't, but you know, if you don't try, you'll, you never know, will you? So like the, the running stuff, like, you know, I do a lot of running stuff on online and I think for me, I just, I, I think a lot of people, sadly, I try and encourage them not to think like this when they're online, social, on Instagram or whatever. They overthink it. And like, I speak to trainers and I'm like, they're like, oh, they, I really want to build my online. line. I'm like, right, what do you, what are you doing at the moment? I, and they, they show me their page and they've got like one post on there. I'm like, it's not going to build your online. Just forget, don't overthink it. Just stick stuff up, try it out and engage with people and you'll, you'll build, you know, people will follow you because of that, you know? Um, so yeah, I think I just don't overthink it. I just stick things up if I like. If I think it's a useful bit of content, I'll put it up there, and if it will help someone, then great. Mm, that's really good advice. 
So another question I always ask, and this is kind of the theme of the show, um, is trying to figure out like people that have achieved success or people that are on a journey, kind of what is their definition of an optimal mindset? It'd probably be like everything aligned, but I'd, I think I probably struggle with this, if I'm honest, because I'm quite often like so focused on the work I do. Sometimes I'm, I'm you know, you're not present or... Um, even like looking after yourself like sometimes that is missing because i'm so focused on everything else like you forget to do your own thing or your own movement or whatever and you miss something but i think that would be the optimal mindset having a bit of having a balance between work and, and home life um and yeah being present as much as possible which i find sometimes a bit tricky i guess but um yeah i'm, I'm on a i'm not i'm certainly uh yeah it's, it's getting that balance you know um you talked about breath work earlier do you think that breath work and um maybe meditation do you think those tools are helping you to become more present so so yeah i think the breath is a really underutilized tool for people you can really use it to help overall you know mind um but also your performance as well you can use it as a tool as an asset for your workouts for your running um to help you get to get to sleep um, you know, meditation is a really good tool to just switch off. Ah, cool. And do you do you find that that helps you in your your personal life as well as when you're working with clients? Yeah, I think um, yeah, just like a a, a a couple of slow breaths bring some calm to the body, to the breathing. If you're in a stressful situation, you can always get better at it and practice it more and more. And the more you practice, the better you'll get at breathing breathing properly and yeah having it as a tool for your life almost using like the breath to like regulate your nervous system and, and kind of activate like the physiological and like the parasympathetic pathways right so that you're kind of calm and and more relaxed in life in general yeah oh, it's exactly. awesome and that's what that's what our, um, we do in our workshops we guide breath work to you know exactly what you just said to bring some calm to energize you and then to bring some calm again we kind of go through we focus on the inhale and the exhale as, oh, as, as approach to our workshops to um yeah prepare them for the cold oh, i love it good work good work um so do you have any resources it could be people that you've come in contact with your life or any books or any kind of things that you've read or come across that's kind of changed the way that you think or that's changed your perception of life i think uh, one book is called think like a monk jay shetty mm. have you heard that book yeah yeah i've read it it's a great book yeah good yeah it's a good book yeah um <laughs> so that one thing that i what really resonated with me was the, the pillar the four pillar the quadrant mm -hmm. of work so you can either be passionate but not skilled skilled but not passionate not passionate or not skilled and passionate and skilled at your job so that an example being a cleaner is very skilled at the job but maybe not so passionate perhaps but how they get that passion in is by talking to people whilst they're at work right like they're cleaning you know but they're talking to patients if they're in a hospital and they get their passion with people and they clean like that that's an example of someone within as a cleaner maybe and that that really stuck with me um but yeah there's lots i've just started an another one um a rugby player who helped rob I think his name's Rob Burrows. Oh, yeah, I think I, I saw that on Amazon. Yeah, yeah, I'm ready. Yeah, that. Yeah, just literally just started. That's why I love like inspiring books. Um, 
bits like that. Um, another one is uh, uh, Vex King. Have you read that one? Um, the one about like positive life, positive, yeah. happy. That it's what's it called? called? It's called Good Vibes, Good Life. That's the one. Yeah, yeah it's it's not, I, again, I've seen it, but I haven't read it. Oh, no, it's, it's a good one. Yeah, it's another good one. Ah, awesome. Um, so last question. Um, what would be, and I know you've given us kind of so many practical tools in this interview already, but if you were to give someone three things that they should do to maybe develop a more optimal mindset, what would those three things be? I think prioritize movement would be number one. I think be kind to other people, be nice to other people. Sounds like easy, but sometimes like people don't are just quite you know not not present and not not nice to people um and yeah so prioritize movement be kind the last one i would say maybe maybe work hard well be kind of work hard because if you work hard you'll feel good for doing it whatever that hard work is you know if it's your job you work hard you come at the end of the day you feel like you've accomplished a lot um i'd say actually yeah challenge yourself by getting out of your comfort zone is the last one instead of working hard get out of your comfort zone be kind prioritize movement and get out of your comfort zone i love it two three awesome actionable points there thanks so much so um and i definitely think our listeners should do this but how could people get in touch with you how could people connect with you where where could they find you if they were looking for to follow your work so it's my instagram is called move with ben um and then um yeah so you can find me on instagram mainly yeah instagram awesome. and then we have our keep your keep your call um wellness experiences which is off the back of that so keep your uk on instagram is all the cold water immersion breath work um stuff that we do as well amazing and we'll link all this in the show notes as well so if people want to want to check you out then they uh they can follow you there um, so I really just wanted to thank you for giving up your time. I know you've got a lot going on, and but yeah, just sharing your mindset has been fascinating, and and you're a super inspiring and insightful person. And just keep up the amazing content because I know I'll be following, and I'm, I'm sure I listen as well as well. So thanks, man. We really appreciate you a lot. No worries, and um, thanks for y- your chat as well. It was a really good chat, like a lot of great questions that I've really enjoyed. You know, you, it's easy to. Yeah, you're a very good host, I would say. So you deserve a good, good audience to follow it. Oh, magic! Thanks so much. All right, this this has been the Optimal Mindset. We really appreciate you checking in, and we hope to see you again real soon. Take care, everyone. Thank you so much for tuning into the Optimal Mindset podcast today. We are available on SoundCloud and on Spotify. I've included all my information in the show notes for those who wish to find out more about our our guests and upcoming episodes. Remember, train your mind, optimize your life.